AC Corner, episode 79. 79er. Hey, Are we doing anything special for 100, by the way? I know I I'm looking ahead, but like we're, we're kind of inching up. We're inching up. exact <laughs> same thing, Brooks. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to ask Brooks, should we do something for 100? Yeah, we got to do Two something. hour-long episode, live <laughs> reading. <laughs> we'll do something fun. We'll Brooksy, see. <laughs> I don't know how two-hour episode and live reading is going to be something fun, but we got to do something fun. We have to think about that. You know what? Hey, maybe if somebody can send us suggestions, what yes. are we going to do? For mm-hmm. those of you consistent listeners, we really appreciate you. What should we do for a hundred? Mm-hmm. Get do some for, of our favorite uh, guests on or something. Yeah, yeah. greatest hits. You yes, know, exactly. Or, a little best or, of episode. You know, a little memory. But we're, we're we're twenty one weeks weeks looking ahead now, so we're just getting way too excited. I think you said twenty one wings. Wings. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I just yeah. love that. That it's it's barely eight o'clock and we're talking chicken wings. <laughs> that would be awesome right now. Oh my gosh! Anytime. I, I had a an appetizer with JP and Kyla. We went out to dinner. It was. We were together in the family, and the girls had to go somewhere, and I was uh, had the privilege of just going out with JP and Kyla, mm-hmm. and we got an appetizer, and the special was not wings, but it was boneless wings, mm-hmm. you know? Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Yep. Chicken nuggets. But they had buffalo sauce on it, and yep. I said, I could eat buffalo sauce. Yeah, on anything. I mean, just like, Buffalo sauce and blue cheese. Exactly. Just eat, put it in a, in a bottle. I'll just drink it on down. You know, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Sorry to all the ranch people out there. You have children oh palates. Gosh. I, I like ranch on a salad. Just keep yeah, it away from my, yeah. my blue cheese, my chicken wings, you know? Well, we're a minute and a half in, already off the rails. So we got well. people hungry, though, so that's good. <laughs> Either that or disgusted, one or the yeah, other. Yeah, pro- probably disgusted, talking about drinking blue cheese and oh, buffalo. Yeah, that's probably true. All right, here we go. Let's transition now to what you meant to say. Hey, Brooksy, I want to throw you a curveball. Uh, okay. A little down and out. Instead of what I meant to say, this morning I want to talk about how I meant to say it. Okay. Because, you know, what I meant to say uh, and how I meant to say it were were really closely linked. So we're talking about family dynamics of the church, really important. In a lot of ways, it's nuts and bolts. And he had a couple of verses, just two verses in chapter five, one and two, of how we should treat one another. Listen, we should honor those above us and those that are below us. We treat them as peers. We should respect them, honor them, and treat them like family. So it's nuts and bolts. And so... When you think as a pastor, how do I preach this? Um, and really, my whole thought was family. God's family is incredibly gracious that we are a part of God's family. So what made this passage come alive to me and get excited about preaching was I want to stress that God has lavished the love on us that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. Mm-hmm. And I want to really stress that that we are joint heirs with Christ and, and all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms have been given to us. And and my hope and prayer was, Lord, let us be so incredibly excited and grateful uh, and thankful that we're part of your family, that, that the rest of this flows out of our love for the family. And instead of like, hey, here are the nuts and bolts of how you respond to as a church, let's step back a minute and just celebrate the joy that we are family. So how I meant to say it was to start off by saying, really drilling home, what a joy that we're a part of the family. And so that was it. And then when you think about how do we honor widows, um, and especially for a lot of people who aren't there, for some people you can relate because your parents are there uh, in that age, or for some they are in that stage. But my, how do I want to say it is, can we remember that all of us uh, are so needy, that all of us are helpless without Christ, that, that we all have to have amazing amount of grace uh, for us to, to thrive? And, 
you know, when we live as, you know, I, I think you're like 26, is that? 25. Mm -hmm. uh, what a great quarter century. <laughs> uh, and I'm 55. Got 30 years on you, bro. So uh, when we think about those times, even in, with 55, I feel so self-sufficient many times, you know. Um, and, you know, in my... Am I, how much do I need God's grace and mercy? In my flesh, I forget I need it every step of the way. But when we realize we can do nothing a part of God's grace, then you start to realize, okay, let's help others in need because we're, we've been helped, you know? So how I meant to say it was from perspective. Uh, let's look at the perspective of family and let's look at the perspective of our need. And that hopefully will provide a little bit more Oomph. Mm -hmm. And that's the last point and kind of it summarized the whole sermon of we are family. And if you view not just King's Chapel, the church of it, but all of God's people as it makes it easier <clears throat> to love people, you know, widows, people in need, people that you may not like at, at all times, like yeah. it makes it easier to love them when you view them as family. And, you know, it's true of all of our families. I mean, there's some people that are easier to love in our families and mm -hmm. then there are others. And there there's some people who are more needy uh, in our families and others. And it's going to be true in the church family too. And mm -hmm. it's our, our privilege and responsibility to love and to care for them. So those family dynamics really important. It's, it's, uh, it's sad to know that the church often doesn't follow those wonderful biblical principles. And we marginalize the older folks and we uh, criticize and make fun of uh, our, those next to us. Or, you know, it's not done in purity. It's done, you know, in, in, a, in a selfish way. So mm -hmm. to have uh, family dynamics, you have to view yourself as a family first. So yeah, that, exactly. that, was a good, that was a good summary of it. Uh, well, thanks. You, you really do. And, you know, and if we are part of God's family, it's more than let's not just look at the rules of the family. Mm -hmm. Let's celebrate the joy of being in the family. Right. Nothing right. better. Nothing better. So what are we talking about this coming week? Interestingly, we're going to talk about uh, the role of the pastor and uh, the elders. So, so uh, it's gonna it's, it actually does say that the one who preaches the word is is worthy of double honor. And so, I think <laughs> that we're just gonna just stay right there. And, uh, that's, what does double honor mean? You know, but uh, but uh, all kidding aside, it does talk about one of, not only how do we treat our pastors, our elders, um, as far as the church dynamics go, but also. You know, don't be too quick to ordain people. Don't be too quick to make them elders. And it's kind of an interesting thing uh, as we are in the midst of nominating officers right now. You know, what is uh, Paul telling Timothy? Hey, make sure that, you know, you get people that are ready for this. Mm -hmm. And so um, I got a long ways to study before I'm ready on Sunday. But, uh, you know, it, this will be some more family dynamics, but specifically kind of more like, how does the congregation, the pastor, relate to one another? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, same thing. You didn't pick elders or anything. Uh, deacons, as soon as King's Chapel started, but two, almost two years ago now. Yep. And, you know, we still wait until, is it January for the nominations? Yep. Okay. Yep. No, no, no. Not the nominations. The installation will be January. Installations. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nominations are going on now. Training will be in the fall. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, but it won't be until January till we get them in there. Exactly. So it's a it's a long process. And, like you said, it's be slow to hire in that, exactly. in that way. Yeah, but it makes me nervous. Quick to fire. <laughs> <laughs> Quick to fire. <laughs> Pull the trigger. You know, oh, golly. So, uh, one thing I'm terrible at, you know, it's all in church going to work out. But anyway. Job for life. Exactly. <laughs> so getting back into our book, The Reason for God, we're now on Chapter 9, The Knowledge of God. The Knowledge of God. And my, my alternate title of this one, just looking at my notes that I had, was like I had four notes in a row that started, If There Is No God. Yeah, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Because if there is no God, then, you know, 
where not only sunk, but any argument we make, specifically he was dealing with any argument we make that how things should be in morality. Like he used like women's rights. And, mm -hmm. you know, someone say that, hey, I believe that women should be treated equal. And uh, if there is no God, where do you get that morality from? I mean, mm -hmm. where, where does that come from? And with that, um, I, I love how he connects it. You already know that there is a God. And what he is saying is all of us have... Uh, have a, a sense of right and wrong. I mean, mm -hmm. we have a sense that we should not be treating babies this way or, or it's like, you know, bombing babies. We, we <laughs> should not be uh, uh, responding in certain ways. And where does that come from? If mm -hmm. you take away God, um, what makes one culture right? You know, mm -hmm. what makes one culture wrong? I mean, certainly we live in a world now, think of Afghanistan, where, where women's rights are not upheld, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, where... Uh, you know, that's not safe sometimes for the weak and the broken. So why? I mean, why Why is their culture wrong and ours right? I mean, or, or those who believe that it's it's should be equal rights. You know, what what's the bar? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and those four kind of if there is no God points I had written down was if there is no God, then there can be no good reason to be kind, loving or work for peace. Mm -hmm. yeah. If there is no God, then who among us has the right to declare law that ought to be obeyed? Mm. If there is no God, then there is no way to say any one action is moral or immoral, but only I like this. Yeah. And then if there is no God, then all moral statements are arbitrary. That is so good. You know, and, uh, but, you know, what we do know is being made in God's image that there's something in our DNA, literally, that has a whisper of God mm -hmm. that, that's going to lead to that. And I think, not that this is proving God, but hey, wouldn't it make sense that since we're made in God's image, uh, you know, that's that's it. I think he says on page 156, if you believe human rights are a reality, then it makes much more sense than God exists than he does not. If you insist on a secular view of the world and yet you continue to pronounce some things right and some things wrong, then I hope you see the deep disharmony between the world your intellect has devised and the real world and God that your heart knows exists. Uh, this leads us to a critical question. If a premise, there is no God, leads to a conclusion you know isn't true, like, you know, he says he uses that, like napalming babies is culturally irrelative, then why not change the premise? And, you know, and hey, that God does exist, he's there, so... Yeah, it was, it was it was interesting stuff. He even <laughs> says, "Hey, I'm not I'm not proving the existence of God, but doesn't this kind of point to it?" I think mm -hmm. it kind of ties into last week as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely going from the clues of God to the knowledge of God. So it's good. He's a smart guy. He's smarty pants. He, he is smarty pants. You definitely. Know, I wish I thought like he did sometimes. I just don't. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, as I read like uh, my devotions, and I read Spurgeon, or I read even uh, one of the ones I love is Paul Tripp, and I. I sometimes wish, I wish I could preach like this. This is so clear. The mm -hmm. gospel's so good. And, and isn't it amazing? We can look at others' gifts and we can start coveting. You know, like, <laughs> oh man, how come I can't be like that? But, uh, but I'm very grateful in the kingdom of God we have with Tim Keller. Yes, a bunch of, bunch of great pastors and leaders and teachers out there for sure. Absolutely, which is great. And in a world now, we can listen to so many of them, you know? Yeah, we got podcasts, books, yeah. sermons. We got, it, we got it all now. We got Casey Corner. Bro. We got Casey Corner too. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. What a what a KC updates do we have for this week? Hey, big week as you know. Uh, our thirties and below are having supper club Thursday. That's uh, just right. Tomorrow night. So mm -hmm. come on, uh, those twenties and thirties, come join us at Bill and Kathy Talby's in the Baldwin Park area. It'll be wonderful. We're having four rivers. Oh so, yeah. Uh, 
love that. Uh, and then we're, as we head into September, some really big things. We'll be relaunching our KC groups. I know you'll be leading the charge mm-hmm. with a 20-something group. Which Dropping is some fantastic. Tim Keller knowledge on them. Uh, I I'm love just it, kidding. <laughs> you will be. Uh, I was hoping you'd say Jeff Jake's knowledge, but that's okay. But uh, anyway, and then uh, also one of the big things, too, that we have coming up is that uh, um, our KC Family Connection, fancy word for our membership class and mm-hmm. learning more. So if you are within the Orlando area and would like to know more about King's Chapel, we would love to meet with you. Katie and I open up our home. It's going to be uh, Friday, I believe it's the 10th, uh, Friday the 10th of September. Um, and uh, we'll have dinner from 6 to 8.30 or so. And it's just a great time to get together and fellowship. I just looked at my calendar. Is nice, so, nice. Uh, yeah, nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. So those are some of the big things. You know, we, we've had a busy summer, a busy mm-hmm. month, a lot of things going on. Uh, it's great. I, I still have some school supplies, believe it or not, that uh, I'm getting to Forest City Elementary School this week, right down the street from where we are. We had some still, they had some needs that we were able to meet. And so it's just been great to see our, our body flourish the way they are. School's back in session. Fall's coming in. Football's starting. All, all the fall stuff. I can't wait. It's, 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 I'm so looking forward to it. The only thing is the sun going down earlier is the bad part, but that's all right. We'll get over it <laughs> well, <you laughs> as went, an outdoorsman. You went to the sun going down earlier, which is true as an outdoorsman, but the... Uh, I went to oh man on my on where we usually watch on my back porch my TV doesn't work. And oh so, yeah, we got to so, get that so fixed we, we for football. Get that fixed, we you know? we got to work on that. Maybe uh, I'll pass an offering plate around for those who watch <laughs> TV back there. So uh, just kidding. Oh my gosh, That'd be great. Well, all that's right. all we all we got this week. Hey, another uh, another one of the books, bro. We're creeping toward one hundred. What are we gonna do? I know uh, we we'll keep people uh, in suspense for yeah. twenty one weeks. E- email Pastor Jeff at kingschapelfl.com. Give us uh, some ideas for the hundredth, or uh, let us know what we need to do. Appreciate it, guys. See you Sunday. All right, blessings.